Hey guys, what's going on? I got a different one for you today. Um, last year, I think it was like uh, in July 17, um, I went down to Florida for vacation, visit my daughter. And uh, while I was down there, I like to try to go down and see my good friend Billy Carson. And if you guys don't know who he is, he basically is the aficionado on anything ancient civilizations. Now, I know quite a bit about ancient civilizations, but he's like well over me as far as his, um, as far as his knowledge and stuff like that. So I went down to his house and we decided to make a video and to talk about our thoughts and everything else. And uh, we see this connection. I don't know if you guys feel the connection between ancient civilizations and maybe Mars, the moon, so on and so forth. If you do, this, is, this video is right up your alley. And this video is about 53 minutes long. So kick back and enjoy the video. And guys, by the way, got some more Mars and moon coming up. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, guys, let's get started in the video. Hey guys, what's happening? I'm on vacation right now. I'm down in Florida, so I apologize for not doing the videos for you guys. I'm about to a video or two behind, right? But anyway, I decided to come down to Florida, and every time I come down to Florida, I come to see my good friend Billy Carson right here. You guys know me, Coach Billy Carson. Billy Carson, awesome. You forbidden knowledge. What other ones do you have? Uh, I mean, you're so many. I can't even keep up anymore. Yeah, I've got a lot of pages, <laughs> and like history, right? Based alternatives, right? Yeah, a lot of pages. He's got quite a bit of them. I know you guys are a lot. A lot of you guys are into like everything ancient civilization, like I am. Um, I wanted to do this video today because this, to me, there's a huge connection, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A, I started off years ago when I was like yeah, around fifth, sixth grade, where it's like you know, like they always say, you know, here's your project. What would you like to be when you get older? Yeah. And I was like this astronaut guy, right? I had the big <laughs> helmet. I had it, even a walkie-talkie microphone. I had it all, right? It was, it was funny. It was comical. Um, but it was back then. It was awesome, you know. Yeah. Um, and then as I went along, I was just like, you know, I just felt like I was part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, because as a kid, you'd go, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just did the playing with toys and so on and so forth. But to me, it just, I've always felt like I was part of something much larger. Oh, man, yeah. And, and, that's, and that's the thing. That's, so I figured we'd do this video today because there is a connection. I was always into ancient civilizations and stuff like that. Then I think, uh, when did that come out? Do you remember when the uh, first uh, uh, Ancient Aliens came out? That was like first season? First season was a while back because my son is 27 and he was uh, probably five on the okay. first season that I saw. I five or six. Way back, yeah. It's a while, yeah. So I've always was intrigued with anything that's ancient civilizations. Then I started seeing this, I'm going, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. So watching this TV show, and I'm going, man, to me, this is what I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on, you don't have to be like this Einstein. I mean, I could just sit out there and, you know, the hood of my car on the grass. And I can look out at a nice clear night and I know we're part of something much larger. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Some people don't want to believe that, right? Some people want to just go, you know what, I don't, I, I'm not, I, I don't believe there's anything else but us. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how anybody can just lay underneath the stars and look and say, no, well, that's it. We're the end of be all. What do you think? Yeah, a lot of people are still thinking, not a lot, but there's some people out there that still think that we are the center of the universe. Right. Um, but, but I don't think we are. You know, um, I, I'm just like you were. I was into wanting, wanting to be an astronaut. Uh, pretending to have astronaut gear on and drawing astronauts and drawing planets and um, I really didn't know about aliens to be quite honest with you in terms of because you know I mean you're a little bit older than me but we're both in the same bracket right and right. back in the 70s you know we only had three or four channels on TV yeah. and uh, ABC CBS NBC and if you can get that little UFA UFH or whatever channel UVH or whatever was that weird channel <laughs> way back in the day yeah. way back in the day no the UHF it's like UHF that's try to tweak it, it out a little bit try to get what it get the right foil on the antennas <laughs> and so but we didn't really get exposed to a lot like what we're doing now in terms of aliens and, and extraterrestrials and science fiction and everything else we never had money to really go to the movies so I only had what I knew in my head. I knew about astronauts, mm -hmm. and I wanted to be one, and I believed that there were other people that lived out there in space that looked just like us. I didn't believe in little green men or anything like that no, at the time. No, neither did I. Um, I lived close to the Opelika Airport and, uh, in Miami, and I would watch the airplanes go over the backyard, and one day I saw something that didn't look like an airplane. Mm -hmm. uh, it was an orb. It was, it was huge, and it cleared the horizon in seconds instead of minutes. Yeah. And when I saw that, I knew right away that I saw something spectacular. I mean, I literally was blown away. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in the first grade at Rainbow Park Elementary School in Miami, and uh, I walked to school the next day, went straight to the library, and got down all the Encyclopedia Britannicas on aerospace. There you go. And that's 
I've done a lot of reading yeah. myself. Like so that. you know, that's when I started my research. There was no Google. <laughs> yep. We didn't have uh, all these uh, online digital things to go and tap into and website. It didn't exist. Cable TV didn't even exist yet. No. Uh, no. So no cell phones. No, you know, no beepers. I think beepers were only held by probably back then by doctors. Mm -hmm. uh, all no, professionals. All professionals on call. So uh, I had to read, and that's when I started my reading. I literally started researching from then. And I, I looked at everything, man, and I'm telling you, I couldn't find what I saw. But right away, I knew from that point, I told my mom, there's something missing here. You know, mm -hmm. we might not even be from here. And um, I just felt strange. I knew that there was something way much bigger going on mm -hmm. uh, than what we're being told and what I've learned up to that point in my life. And I really dug deep into trying to figure out what it could be. Here's, here's the weird thing. I mean, you'll see people, you know, you get great comments all the time. You know, Chris, I feel the same way. I'm sure people have told you that. Yeah. I just felt there's something more than just what we are, and some people will be against that that fact. I don't yeah. know if it's just they, because their everyday life kind of just keeps them from thinking outside the box. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, to me, it's just like no, I, I've always been trying to think outside the box purposely. Yeah. Um, because I know there's more to it than just what we are. Yeah. And you know, um, and I think between when I started watching these uh, ancient alien things, I'm saying, you know what, I was so intrigued with that. Uh, because my dad was a lot into that, mm -hmm. ancient, everything ancient and stuff like that. And he's into these, uh, uh, you know, he knows a lot about the government and stuff like that. Being okay. he's affiliated with a lot of people in the service and stuff like that. So he knew there was a lot of things going on. Now, did he know anything clearly? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Yeah. Meaning, it's like us. We don't know anything that's going on in the government, right? So, so I started watching these shows and I'm saying, there's much more. And then I'm going, wait a minute. And I started looking at a lot of these photos. Mm -hmm. Got to do with the moon, yeah. Mars. And I'm saying, oh my God. So then I, I saw my first anomaly in one of these, I think it was the moon. Mm -hmm. And it might've been Apollo 11. And the first thing I saw, it totally stuck out from the, it was, you could see it was hidden in the photo. Yeah. I'm going, okay, so if this is true, <laughs> now I'm putting together what our ancient people said. Mm -hmm. What did our ancient people say? A lot of their, a lot of their uh, you know, writings, yeah, whether okay. it be, yeah. you know, the, the Mahabharata, mm -hmm. you know, Indian, you got, uh, you got Sanskrit, you got, you know, actual carved, but then they say it's not, it's not written in stone. Yes, it is. Yeah, these people came from the sky. Yeah. Every one of them claims, whether it be their god, mm -hmm. uh, their overseers, mm -hmm. um, you know, sky brothers, sky brothers, the yeah. guardians of the sky. Star I mean, brothers and sky what does it say? It's telling you, man, these people, listen, like I said in one of the shows I was on, these people did not have time for fun and games. It was right. all about survival on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So doing things as just pranks or just for fun like we do now, mm -hmm. because we've got this matrix system where we go to work and we punch and we punch out most of us and we just, everything is provided for us and everything, we don't have to hunt, we just go to a store and we shop with our credit card. Yep. You know, so what happens is these people back then, totally opposite. Mm -hmm. Every moment was utterly important sure, and crucial to survival. Mm -hmm. So when you're living under conditions like that, you're not just going to go, oh, you know, I'm just going to go and spend three hours today etching these alien looking beings into these rocks and telling the story exactly. about people coming from the sky just because I feel like it. Mm -hmm. It was because you truly did experience or see what you've now written or talked about and you're trying to express it. A lot of these, uh, you know, researchers and stuff have said that. They said the same thing. They're like, listen. They're, they're trying to express the best way that they can mm -hmm. through either A, drawings, mm -hmm. their writings, mm -hmm. whether it be hieroglyphs, whatever it may be, right? Yeah. So they did their best to, you know, express how they felt or right. what they've seen. Yeah. So it makes sense to me. It's not like they're going to go, hey, let me just whip out a laptop yeah. and go ahead or take out a camera and film uh -huh. it. They're not going to do that. They no. can't do that. So if you think about it, how would have we done that back in the day? Yeah. It's not like I said, we can't just whip out a phone, right? Exactly. You can't take it. Now people are just snapping pictures of UFOs, yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff, right? So for me, like I went from watching these ancient aliens, mm -hmm. I'm looking at these, I'm looking at these things that are in these photos, and I'm going, wait a minute. If they're lying about, you know, how old man is, yeah. like our governments and our scientists, mm -hmm. not, and I'm sure not all of them are doing it, but there's, there's many that just want to keep that under, under the cuff. Yeah. If they're saying, you know what, don't tell these people just... How old, well, they just flat out don't know how really, you know, how old we are. How did it start off? How old was man, you know, when they came up with it first? It was like, oh, they're like 10,000 years old, 15,000 yeah. years old. They kept, kept going and kept going, but now the truth is it's millions of years. It's millions of years. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I checked, it was like, like 2.5 million. Yes. And, and, and I think it's even higher than that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so where are they getting this information? We're constantly evolving. You know, now we're using radar 
or they call it radar, I think yeah. it's called, and they're literally ground penetrating this mm -hmm. these areas, and they're seeing huge cities underground. Oh, man. And I mean, like buried in the dirt yeah. and in these Amazon forests, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so we don't know really how old we are, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. So if that's true, if they're trying to stifle that kind of thing, like mm -hmm. we, you know, we're not going to let. For some, I don't know why they would do that. Why it matters. Yeah. Um, that well, the general starts, public knows well, how old we are. It starts to contradict a lot of religious beliefs. True. And the religious system is a multi-trillion dollar industry. So we want to keep everybody going through that. And also, um, you start to really question if we're that old, then there are there should be evidence of civilizations of us back then. True. Now when I just I just went to, to uh, Chichen Itza in Tulum, at Chichen Itza, you can see I have great photos and video of temples built on top of temples. And when right. they started digging again, there's more underneath there's that. There's more underneath, there's more layers. Like the original was on the bottom, right. and these new, uh, we're going to just call them new people. Yeah. They came along, they found it, uh -huh. they built upon that, yep. so on and so forth. That's what right? they keep doing, building on top. Same mm -hmm. thing, all over the world, everywhere I go in the world, all these ancient megalithic sites, they're all built on top of even older sites. Right. So now they're saying, well, these things are like, let's throw a number, 7,000 years old, yeah. like a lot of these, um, yeah. well, like a lot of the ruins, they were like, oh, these are 7,000. Well, once they uncover that mm -hmm. there's another one below another it one and another one and another one so okay so and like in uh, you've been down in central america oh, yeah. recently mm -hmm. went down to cancun went to the mayan yeah uh and they're the same way yeah they said that a lot of them um that were built well there's other people come along and they built on top of those exactly so how old do we out is the original man tens of thousands of years old so you know, tens of thousands when they talk about the great sphinx and they talk about originally they were saying okay it lined up with the constellation of leo around 12 to 13 thousand years ago that is true but around that time there was a lot of turmoil on the planet there was a lot of uh geological activity on the planet as well that was going on plus you're just coming out of an ice age there was a lot of wars going on and famine right not a great time to build a megalithic structure that's true. Uh, so when you go then now and look at the procession of the equinox as to when it aligns with Leo again, if you go back to processional period, now you're around 36,000 years old, right. which is right around the same time that Thoth wrote the Animal Tablets, mm -hmm. and in the Animal Tablets he claims to have built the Great Pyramid at Giza. Right. So now all of a sudden, ancient text is lining up yep. with real reality, and now a lot of um, people have gone out, archaeologists have gone out and really test the weathering on these Great Sphinx and discover that this weathering is really dating back to about 36,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. The Sphinx and the whole Giza Plateau is possibly older than 36,000 years. Not five, not two, not one, not 10, not 13, mm -hmm. probably 36 to 40,000 years old. So basically it's contradicting everything that we've been told. Exactly. So that, I, I know I've been, you know, obviously in school, and I looked at my history books and that's what they mm -hmm. told. It was like, yeah. some of them only 7,000, some of yeah. them only 10,000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but now it's totally blowing that away. Yeah. So if that's true, then that means it's not just learning. I mean, because there's lying going on too, right? Oh, yeah. There's deceit going on, and they're not telling the public everything. Uh, there may be uh, ancient, you know, technologies in these. Yeah. Like it shows in the, uh, the Great uh, Pyramid. The Great Pyramid? The Great Pyramid itself. Was it in the gallery? Not in the gallery. In the Grand Gallery. There were, there's rods missing from the Grand Gallery. I've been in the Grand Gallery. Right. Yeah. You can clearly see that something technological went into these slots. Mm -hmm. all the way up, but they're gone. The capstone's missing on most of the pyramids around the entire planet. They've been taken off purposefully. Um, and there's also whatever was inside the, what they want to call a sarcophagus in the king's chamber, which I've been in, I've touched, I've looked in it. I can't fit in the king's chamber, okay? I'm oh, six God, foot no. four. Um, even a person of six foot feet tall would have a problem fitting in there. It's, and when you look at, I've been to the Valley of the Kings, when you look at these megalithic coffins, mm -hmm. these sarcophaguses, you realize that that's not even close. Right. But when you measure it, it's the same dimensions as the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. So you ask yourself a question, did the Ark of the Covenant sit inside this box, this stone box, which then projected up into the air, it's directly beneath the apex. Mm -hmm. So all these questions you know, start to come up and you start to realize that there's a lot more going on here technologically mm -hmm. that we're not being told. Another thing happened when I went to the Great Pyramid, uh, I was told by my archeologist that it's a good thing you came this year because soon NASA might be closing off access to the I heard inside. that. I heard that. And I'm going, wait a minute. What's NASA got to do with anything in NASA? got to do with me going to the Great Pyramid in Egypt. Right. And she goes, they're taking complete control over the site. And I'm like, what? So, uh, yeah, and the excuse behind it that they've told the locals is that, oh, the pyramid might be sinking or something to that effect. And I'm going, no. This it's is, been how many thousands of years? Uh, it's yeah. just going to suddenly sink, right? Right, right, right. So that's a, that's a side story that they're telling. 
But they have gone around and scoured these places before they let anybody in and took out whatever they thought that they could find might have been evidence of technology. Uh, and uh, now with this side scan that they did uh, of the Grand Gallery, they found the number chamber, chamber above, yep. which those talks about the Emerald Tablets 36,000 years ago. He talks about the Halls of Amenti being underneath the Great Pyramid uh, structure. They found hundreds of rooms down there now. Everything he says in these Emerald Tablets is coming true. Totally. And, and then he talks about being the chamber underneath the, the Sphinx's paw. Again, ground penetrating radar has now found that. And there's also another area that he talks about hiding his great ship underneath the Sphinx. Well, they found a mile down another opening that's massive, and there's something in it underneath the Great Sphinx. Now, had I had we known that years ago, because we don't have the technology we got today, right? Right. So I kind of get that. So that they're not lying about. They're evolving, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Whether archaeologists, scientists, whatever, they they're just finding this. It's discoveries, right? Mm -hmm. But then why would NASA have or want anything to do with anything? I mean, it's suddenly. I mean, for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at me wrong. NASA started. I think it was. I'm trying to remember if it was in the 40s or what it was. Yeah, they were first first NASA. Right. So I mean, okay, so. But there's been other people, I think even uh, Hitler even visited the site at yep. one point, mm -hmm. um, because he was he was like this power-hungry person, looking at anything, anything ancient. He wanted it all, all the information. He wanted it all, and if there was anything to gain by it, he was in there, believe yeah. me. So, okay, so now we've got, we've got all of these datings are totally different now. Mm -hmm. And which, when I start seeing these things, I go, really? Because I'm, I'm looking at these things going, you know, I was taught this. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem. You've been programmed, and, and everybody's just going, no, no, you don't get it, man. It's, it's, they said it was this many years. Yeah. Okay, but they, but they, even they're learning. They're, they're evolving. Exactly. So can't they be wrong? Yeah, yes, they can. And uh, sometimes by accident on purpose, they're wrong. Right. <laughs> so, so then we try to find out, okay, what's the, what do we find the connection? Mm -hmm. uh, how do we find the connection between ancient civilizations and what we're seeing on these, in these photos, like on Mars yeah. and the moon? I think the biggest connection that we can make between ancient civilizations and now what we're finding in these anomaly images or these images coming from the Mars, Mars and the Moon and that we're finding these anomalies in, I think is the fact that we've seen a lot of the same architecture. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know what a pyramid looks like. You know what a pyramid looks like. I mean, nobody can say, I don't know what a pyramid looks like. We know what they look like. Right. Now, so that's not a mystery to us. We, mm -hmm. we know what they look like, okay? So now when we go to Mars or the Moon and we see a pyramid there, it's a pyramid. A pyramid is a pyramid. Right. We know based on geological events uh, that most likely you're not going to form a pyramid out of wind and rain. Right. Usually it's something that's handcrafted by intelligent design. Usually. Sure. I mean, well, there could be exceptions, but in the most cases. Right. It well, it's kind of like, like if you look at Egypt, and I didn't know this for many years until I was like a teenager. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that they were eight-sided. Yeah, that's true. I didn't know there were eight-sided pyramids. You look at those and you go, that's a four-sided pyramid. What are you talking about? Well, it isn't. It's, no. it's eight-sided. That's right. And you can tell by the actual sunlight and the angle, and it actually shows like mm -hmm. each side has two sides. Yeah. They're actually concave a little bit. Concave, yes. So, so yeah. So, we, we've got these things. I mean, you learn something new all the time, and, mm -hmm. it, and it's all about learning. Yeah. I, I think, and this was told to me years ago, it's like, listen, if you haven't learned something new today, you haven't, then you stop living. That's right. I believe... From based on the photos that I'm seeing, or the things in the photos, I should say, is that I believe there was a civilization like us on Mars, mm -hmm. um, only because of what I'm seeing yeah. on Mars. Uh, we see a lot of things that look like what we have here. Mm -hmm. um, some people just go, well, that's crazy. You know, that's all your pareidolia. And I always tell people, listen, is it pareidolia, mm -hmm. or is it actually there? Yeah. That's what we need to determine. That's what the whole channel is about. The whole, right. channel, the whole idea is to say, listen, let's do some research. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've had people tell me, Chris, listen, I've, I've went out, I've got Photoshop, of course they can get it for free, yeah. the old version. Right. I've got Photoshop now, you are absolutely right, I, I, I can't believe the things I'm finding. Mm -hmm. And I've done my job. Yeah. If it's, because here's the thing, yeah. you know, people, yeah, exactly, you've done, you've reached how many millions of people? Oh, man. I mean, so many people, and here's the thing, it's not about... To me, it's not about it's, it's not about a fame thing. It's mm -hmm. not. I mean, yeah, like like I'm that famous, right? Yeah. But the thing is, it's about it's not about that. It's about opening eyes, yeah. opening your minds to the possibility. Well, it's not possible. We already know the government's lying, right? Yeah. Okay, so they intentionally lied about some of the things dating, carbon dating on some of the things here on Earth. Yeah. Um, and of course, not all of it's lies because again, they're evolving. Science. Mm -hmm. That's what science does. It evolves, right? Right. Archaeology is no different. They just dig, 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 dig. Mm -hmm. They got now they got the technology to. To, to look into the ground. Yeah, they have the um, radar, they have the side scan. They have I mean, you stuff. got it all now. I mean, so now they're finding some crazy things. So now you go, so what's the connection? Mm -hmm. Well, the connection is like we said, we got, we got these, 
ancient people talking about their gods, how they came down from the heavens, and every religious book says that. That's right. You've got the, the Indian people of the Mahabharata saying, hey, listen, there was these great cities in the sky yep. that they were fighting and they had weapons that were brighter than the sun. Mm -hmm. I mean, so you go, wait, so were these guys sci-fi yeah. writers back in the day or did this actually happen? I think it actually happened. My personal opinion, I think it actually happened. I think there's a lot of evidence around us that did happen. Like if you look at the Indus Valley, the Mohenjo-Daro, you see the, the body still laying in the street, still full of radiation. You see the, the yep. buildings are still vitrified. I was going to say, got glass everywhere. glass. And that's, and that's typical because they used to do that when they had the atomic bomb and stuff like that. And yeah. They were testing those. What happened? It would literally be like big, you know, uh, pieces of glass everywhere. Yeah, when they did it melts the sand. The atoll, when they did the test up there, they turned the beach into mostly glass, big giant chunks of glass. Mm -hmm. uh, you go to Egypt, there's evidence of a blast there because you go dig, you know, dig your hand through the sand, you pull up these little balls of glass, mm -hmm. which the Egyptians, um, you know, they turned them into scarab beetles. Right. Uh, they were really worshipped them because this, they were made by the weapons of the gods. Right. So the evidence of these wars are all over the place, uh, all over the planet. And uh, I think that there was really a war between these Anunnaki beings. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, at one point, it looks like the final war, one of the final wars that they had, pretty much probably most likely was nuclear. Right. So that probably cleared a lot of them out. Not all of them, but a lot of them probably fled. Uh, some of the text talks about these wars, like the Atreasis, the Epic of Atreasis. Uh, also, the uh, Enuma Elish and the Seven Tablets of Creation. These predate Zachariah Sitchin, they predate him. He, oh, wasn't God, even, yeah. he wasn't even born yet when they were deciphered. Mm -hmm. These were things that were deciphered in the 17 and 1800s already by scholars in England and so forth. So, uh, even E.A. Spire out of America uh, in the 1800s had already, uh, in early 1900s, had already deciphered the Enuma Elish and wrote books and studied and taught about them and everything else. So, this is predating Zachariah Sitchin, this content, and it talks about these great wars between gods. So there's a lot of history that even talks about, by the way, a battle where one set of these Anunnaki beings, the EGG, got fed up with the workload and decided to go to war against Enlil and Enki, mm -hmm. who were the rulers of the planet at the time. Right. This is in text, like I said, that predates Zachariah Sitchin. Not that there's anything wrong with him, but I'm letting people know he's not the only person to translate these tablets. Right. Hundreds of people have translated these tablets. Mm -hmm. And now anybody can go to the UCLA uh, website and they can go to the UCA, UCLA CDLI online cuneiform library. You can Google that mm -hmm. and you can download the tablets yourself into a virtual library and read what they say. Right. So this is bypassing, oh, I'm just trying to overcome, oh, the only one, a lot of rumor out there, the only one person can read the tablets. That's an absolute yeah. lie. That's a joke. No. There's hundreds of people, maybe even thousands of people that have deciphered this long before Citrum was even thought of being born. Uh, and and these, these wars are documented there, they're documented in the Bhagavad Gita, the Mahabharata. Uh, there's even an epic uh, in the terror papers of the native indigenous American Indians, or, or you know, some people don't like that term American Indian, but the indigenous Indians of Americas, mm -hmm. where they um, talk about these races of beings living on different planets. Right. All different styles of humanoid, yep. reptilian, uh, what we are, homo sapien, insectoids, all these various, and the, the, the story follows, or I should say, Star Wars follows this text. Right, right. Where you say, I wonder if George Lucas read these papers first because... It's, it's just too uncanny. It's kind of almost like, like, where did he get this from? Did he get it from there? It's Star Wars. Yep. You yep. know? So I think he went to the ancient text and came up with it, and he just added the love stories and stuff. You know, it's some comedy. Could very well be. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I just, I just look at these things and I'm going... I love the idea of ancient civilizations, and I'm saying, okay, they talk about people in the skies, fighting in the skies. They talk about how their gods came down. All right, well, where did these gods come from? Mm -hmm. I've said this before in one of my videos that we were a binary sun mm -hmm. uh, at yeah. one point, maybe right. millions of years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And now it is a distance away compared to the sun we have now yeah. in the center of our solar system. Mm -hmm. But I said, what if it was bigger, though? Yeah. The sun was bigger. And all of these planets that were on the end, well, Pluto's a planet someday, and then someday it's not, but, uh, but how do you know it wasn't warming that end of the solar system, and therefore there was life on every planet? Yeah. Because people go, well, it's far too cold for anybody to live. <laughs> and then if you go too closest to the sun, you know, Venus and all this, yeah. it's too hot. That's not entirely true. Not entirely true. I found that out. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, now I could be wrong. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, just throwing mm -hmm. this out there, but I think there was life on every planet in the solar system, yeah. and then beyond. Yeah, I believe there probably still is. I mean, now, you know, people who talk about Mercury, yep. you know, we discovered that Mercury has billions of tons of water and billions of tons of ice. Mm -hmm. It only spends, I think it's 61 days to spend one day on its axis. 61 Earth days to spend, and it, most of it's never in the sunlight. 
It's got craters that have pockets that are hidden from the sun that mm -hmm. are full of water. And we found anomalies on Mercury. Yep. The Mercury Messenger mission comes back and says argon gases, oxygen. Yep. It's like 42% oxygen. Way more than Earth only has 22 or 27 or something like percent oxygen. You know, all the gases, helium, all the gases we breathe here are the same gases in the atmosphere on Mercury. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Uh, Venus. Now they're saying, oh, we believe that there's life in this NASA. Oh, we believe there's life in the uh, on the clouds now. We're going to yep. send a mission to see if there's a, you know some type of algae, cloud algae, or whatever the case may be. Originally, nothing could land there. Nothing can go there. Nothing could live there. Nothing. Yeah. But Russia sends the Venera missions there, and the parachutes open, mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be a lead raining, condensed planet where nothing can survive, and so forth and so on. But how did these parachutes land these Venera missions? Yep. Exactly. I mean, they should build buildings out of these parachute uh, materials because, I mean, if 9-11, if the buildings were built out of that, I don't think they would have fell. Probably I mean, not. according to what NASA's saying. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, we've been lied to a lot. Venus can sustain life. Mercury can sustain life. Earth can sustain life. Uh, Mars used to most likely be a, a moon of another planet that exploded, which is now the asteroid belt, mm -hmm. which is talked about in the Enuma Elish. Uh, and uh, uh, the other planet that came out of the series, which hardly anybody talks about, the series is the little planet, right. uh, planetoid that's out there right beyond Mars. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of close to the asteroid belt because it probably was a chunk that rehealed and right. coalesced back into a planet. Mm -hmm. A dwarf planet, but really a planet. Uh, a lot of people don't even know it exists. No. Uh, and then you have the outer planets from there. But um, I really truly believe that the moons that, uh, of Jupiter and Saturn, all habitable. Oh, I believe that too. Yeah, and I believe that the people still living on Pluto. I mean, here's the funny thing, exactly. You know, a lot of people go, well, it's just for science. You know I mean? They just want to learn what the composition of these planets are, stuff like that. But, yeah. but why, just some in particular, they go, well, because they're doing like long-range distance, like they could do radar, mm -hmm. like uh, imaging of any Saturn moon or yeah. stuff like that. So, okay, that's all well and good, but it's like, but why spend millions upon millions of dollars just, well, we're going to just check it. So let's say it has oxygen on it. Let's say you can breathe on it. Mm -hmm. So is it that they're looking for the gases that's on the planet, or what's really there living on the planet? Exactly. That's the difference. Now I can say, listen, I mean, there's you know, there's all kinds of gas like on Mars. This, mm -hmm. you can, it's almost breathable. You can actually. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you can be wrong. You might need a little bit of a breathing apparatus, yes. but people go, no, you don't understand, man. You'd freeze your butt off in the winter time. I mean, when it gets at night, because it's like I think 185 degrees yeah. below zero, yeah. um, which I don't believe that. Yeah. And but it can get all the way up to 104 degrees and then some. Yeah, I know. In the so, daytime. Okay, so. Don't we have the kind of conditions like in like in remote you know uh, areas of the earth? Like we go, you go to Alaska, people live there all day long. Now, don't get me wrong; it's not 185 degrees below zero, but the thing is, it's harsh, yeah. and it's six months of it. Mm -hmm. So these guys got to deal with this stuff. What do they do? They just hide inside. They adapt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they adapt. What, what we see on Mars, what appears to be a lot of underground openings, openings that go to an underground area. So mm -hmm. it's probably most likely a lot of underground living on Mars. Uh, another thing that you uh, you look at here, even on Earth, in the deserts we have here, like th there could be an 80 degree temperature swing in a day. Right. In our own deserts, right here, and people and plants and animals can live there perfectly fine. That's right. You get these snakes, you get these you know reptiles, yeah, uh, all kinds. Of, well, not all kinds, but there's some plant life, you know, mm -hmm. like cactus yeah. and right. stuff like that. But you know, the people like you got these uh, the Pueblo Indians. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people lived in some of these harshest you know areas. You know, they, but what they do, they built into, yep, into the mountains. So into the mountains. Right. Why? It kept them cooler. Yep. They didn't have to worry about the weather, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And it was just, I guess it was easy for them to do, right? Yep. So why can't any indigenous people or uh, beings do mm -hmm. the same thing on, on, on Mars? Yep. I think a lot of people believe, and I strongly start to believe this too, is that we're already on Mars. Mm -hmm. We've been there since the I 1940s. Believe I believe that. And it, it, it would not surprise me. People are like, well, you know, you don't understand that there's no way they could possibly live on that planet. It's completely desolate. No, it's not. It's not. They, you know, again, they got a water cycle there. They've got all kinds of stuff on there. They've got... Uh, all the signs are coming back. The, the, the gas. The gases. The gases that are there, that, yep. that are present. We can breathe it in. Yeah, the barometric pressure is fine. Yep. It's, I mean, you can literally go on this. I think it has, for the Curiosity Road, it has its own weather station. Yep. You, can, you can get that online. REMS. And I'll, yeah, exactly. REMS. I can leave, and guys, anything we talk about, like, you know, any of his sites, you know, Billy's sites, we can go ahead and put the links down below for you guys so you guys can check that out. Um, and the REMS, because I had that, I got that on my phone, right? Yeah, so you can check it. And yeah. at some time, believe it or not, I can look at it and it says 76 degrees. Yep. Wait a minute, I can live in 76 degrees. Absolutely. The only, <laughs> the only thing I would say is that, you know, some people are like, well, you don't understand the radiation would cook you. No, well, actually, mm -hmm. no, the radiation wouldn't cook you because now the new scientists come out on that. Yeah. First of all, they found different magnetic fields around the planet. Right. Also, the way that the planet uh, spins on its axis and orbits the sun creates something called bow shock. 
Mm -hmm. And this Bioshock bends those uh, cosmic particles around the planet and radiation around the planet as it, as it orbits the, the sun. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it never makes it to the surface. So right. Between the Bioshock and these other magnetic fields that they've discovered, uh, living on the surface is perfectly fine. The way I look at it is like, okay, so again, we got the water cycle, and they even admitted this. Mm -hmm. the, the scientist that was working on the actual drill for the mm -hmm. Curiosity, he, yeah. he come out and said, and it was funny because the, the guy interviewing him, the cameraman, was saying, he, he, well, he said to me, he said, well, we found out that the, the, uh, the soil can get caught in the drill bit. Mm -hmm. Now, the drill bit, I don't know if, you, if you're aware of this thing, but the way this thing is, it looks like wings, mm -hmm. and it, it, it literally burrows into the sand, but it has like these, as it twists, it, it, dirt goes up inside. It's pulling it up, yeah. It literally, it, it goes up inside, mm -hmm. and then it, then it checks out. He says, well, that can get caught in it. He goes, what do you mean you can get caught in it? He says, well, yeah, we found out there is actually a water cycle in Gale Crater. Mm -hmm. A fully functional <laughs> water cycle. Okay, so wait a minute. Proper gases, yeah. water cycle, uh, they're seeing, now they're starting to see, now we've just seen methane pockets, and this is yep. more than once. Yes. Come on. Don't I mean, what, you, what, what do you need? NASA said that the soil on Mars is better for growing crops than yes. the soil on Earth. Yep. they actually taken everything from the Viking mission, mm -hmm. and they've said, okay, this is what they, the, the, the soil is made up of. So what we did is we took uh, volcanic ash, and we took a couple other ingredients, put it together, and it grows. Anything they put in that soil grows better than anything here on Earth. Yeah. So really? Yeah. So that's crazy. So, you know, all right, so now add it all up. And that's what I did. Uh, you know, I'm talking about, you're talking about the ancient civilizations, mm -hmm. how they talked about their gods, and they're coming to earth, coming down yeah. from the heavens. I'm thinking about, you know, what they're, how they lie to us, or yeah. they're learning to, mm -hmm. uh, about, you know, what they're finding. All these gases, mm -hmm. water cycle. Yeah. Put it all together. you got methane. What's giving off this methane? Something that has to be microbial like at best. Or at least, rather. Yeah. It has to be at least that, right? Yeah. I found things that look like algae bulbs all over different objects and anomalies laying out there. Yep. So I think that there's, a, you know, at least that. At least microbial or algae type life forms. At least. But I believe there's more than that there. You know, and I think one of the reasons why we're seeing some of this cover-up could be we're now advancing back into this. I say back into the space age because we've been there before. Uh, in my opinion, many times. I think that the Anunnaki arrived here at a time when mankind had fallen again. That we mm -hmm. had already exceeded this level before in the distant past. And right. they arrived during the time where we were in our rebuilding back in the beginning of the Kali Yugas again. And they took advantage of that. But I think that now that we're heading back into the space age and we're here on this rock and we're looking out there and the elites know that there's been an ancient civilization or multiple ones out there. Let's go find out who's out there and what level they're at to see if they're going to be a threat to us. Mm -hmm. How good are we? Can we can we protect this planet if uh, if somebody comes to try to invade us from another planet? Sure. Let's go ahead. This is going to be our secret space program, our our Black Ops mission, whatever you want to call it. But we're going to disguise it as a uh, a mission for the you know for the citizens of the world mm -hmm. to just go and get collect science data. But in true reality, the data they want to know is who's out there, what level are they at technologically, right. what can they do, what are the capabilities, how many of them are there, uh, and, and so forth and so on. So they're collecting a lot of data and information that we won't be privy to, probably ever, uh, but it's a recognizance mission in my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I've used this analogy before. It's like if you were, if you just moved into, a, let's say, because there's a nice lake here, right? Mm -hmm. if, if I was to look across them, let's say there's no buildings and I'm going, Oh, there's something there that looks interesting. I take out my binoculars mm -hmm. and I look and I see something, wait a minute, yeah. of great interest. I'm going to do what I can to get over there yes. to either inspect it more mm -hmm. or I want part of that. Yeah. If it's been left wrong, you know how people are just going to take, right? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we know the United States can <laughs> do that. The government can <laughs> never do that. But, 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 but then you're looking at them and you're going, okay, I, I need a better look at that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going, to, I'm going to do whatever I can, even yeah. if it takes money to get over there. I'm going to do that. Exactly. And I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. They've seen something there from the orbiters. Mm -hmm. We've got several orbiters Hubble. on there. The Hubble itself. Well, now they claim that it's too powerful to be looking at the planet, oh, which is really? a crock. It's such a crock. You know, but here's the thing. You know they must have seen, they yeah. could probably see a, a nav and a buffalo's oh, backside. Yes. And they probably said, get over there now. Yeah. Let's be the first ones to get there. Mm -hmm. and this is the reason why we started with the, the little rovers, right? Mm -hmm. We had the Sojourner back in 97. We had the Spirit and the Opportunity in 2004. Mm -hmm. And then we had Curiosity in 2012. Now we got one coming out 2020. 2020, yeah. I think it's Europe that's putting one out next year. Yeah. There's one this year too going up. In okay. fact, I think it's already been there. Okay. It's on its way, I think, as we speak. Okay. And now it's either that or it's coming towards the end of the year wow. where they're going to send. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is nothing but a barren, crappy planet, yeah. right? There's nothing there to see. There's what are we trillions doing? Trillions of dollars, trillions and trillions of dollars to go there. I mean, you'd have to be, listen, I mean, 
And I always tell people, listen, you don't have to listen to what I say in my yeah. videos. You don't. You don't have to listen to anybody else's videos, but just do your own homework. Because mm -hmm. you'll find, you go, well, maybe there's some truth to this. Yeah. And if you're on the edge and you're on the fence about it, then check it out. What's yeah. the worst can happen? Yeah, exactly. Educate yourself. Follow the money. <laughs> I think when you look at, oh, pull up, just Google how many missions to Mars. Exactly. And you're going to go, holy crap, I didn't know these existed. I mean, I'm talking about dozens and dozens and dozens. Of, forget they about the They started off in 59, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think it was earlier than that because I believe it was, might have been 41 mm. when Russia sent up their, their probes. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It That's went right. back to That's 1941. Yeah. And I believe it's somewhere around. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so they see something. Mm -hmm. what, what are they so intrigued by if it's nothing but a rocky, cold, barren planet? Yeah. Oh, there's nothing there to see. That's Why is it? They, because they have this inkling and they're saying, okay, if it's in the Goldilocks zone, hmm. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not just rocks. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something more to it than, we, than, yeah. than meets the eye. So what do they do? Just send a probe. What do we get to lose? Right. They send it there. And it's not just that. This was, they were sending it to, I think they were even sent it to, to Venus at one time, mm -hmm. around the same time. Yeah. Over between 40s and 50s, they were doing this. Yeah. Why? Because we're just a curious race. We want to know what's going on around us. Mm -hmm. We just want to see who the new neighbors are, if there's yeah. any neighbors, right? Exactly. And I think even if they said, listen, we've, we've looked at all of these planets, and guess what? We found structures. They're not going to tell anybody. Yeah, especially if they found bits and pieces of technology, which they're most oh. likely gathering up so that they can reverse engineer or see what advantages they can make or how they can weaponize it. Right. They can put it to their use. But here's the thing. The second they see a structure, an anomaly that looks intelligently made. Mm -hmm. Right off the bat, some people will just lose it. Yeah. And that's what I think they're afraid of. But mm -hmm. what they're not getting is they, they're thinking about like, you know, H.G. Wells. Yeah. When he was, I think uh, it was yeah. him, he did the radio well, when he did that, it was, so, it was so weird how he did it, it would have scared anybody. It wasn't right. like an official statement like, hey guys, I want to tell you something. And, uh, and he made it sound real though. I mean, he was like, oh real. my God, they're on their way, they're coming. Yeah, and people were jumping off the buildings, man. They were killing themselves. Oh, I know. It's so now they think, they must think that people today, even though we've been yeah. desensitized by all these sci-fi movies, they're thinking that we have the same mentality. Not even close. Not even close, man. I mean, it, it, I'm thinking, I'm going, just tell the people, mm -hmm. we found, and I already predicted this, they're going to say, we found links mm -hmm. on Mars, and yeah. here's a picture of it. Yeah. Or they may not even show that all because they'll show real colors, right? Mm -hmm. So they don't want to do that either. But they may say, yeah, we found little lakes, probably maybe a foot in diameter, nothing yeah. big. But right. yet they probably found lakes there, right? Uh -huh. And they're going to say, oh, and by the way, and if they do find algae, what is that eating? Right. What is that algae feeding on? Yeah. And something has to feed on something. Right. There's, there's, there's a um, you know there's a life cycle somewhere right so exactly. something's gonna be feeding on it. There's gonna be a food pyramid there. There's, there's gotta be something. Yeah, and um, I think that the first thing that they'll announce to us in terms of life in our solar system is gonna be bacteria. Right. So this mission going up in 2020, I'm predicting by 2025, which is the official start of the age of Aquarius, mm -hmm. which is the age of enlightenment, the true start of it is when they're going to come back because they like to do everything with with, uh, with uh, solar alignments and star alignments right they're right. very big on that stuff mm -hmm. 33 degrees the you know the yep. only launch pad in, in miami i mean in um in the space coast yeah at the space at the uh, kennedy. kennedy space station uh so basically i think that um they're going to come out with um bacteria mm -hmm. they're going to say this back to we found bacteria we got aliens. we found aliens guys we found bacteria yep that's going to be the first thing over here. And, and to me, that, that pretty much seals it. Mm -hmm. Now, some people might say, well, why, do you, why would you make that leap? Yeah. Well, I can make the leap because, okay, bacteria is living, it's a living organism, right? Right. And if, again, if it, you know, these, whether it's algae, mm -hmm. what bacteria, it's feeding off something. Right. There's life, there's life, there's life, there's life. You can almost bet there's going to be life just like we have here on this planet. Mm -hmm. yeah. And just because, you know, we see everything, everybody goes, you know, well, not everybody, but I have a few people say, listen, I've got, a, I've got a telescope. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's, it's a red planet. Yeah. There's, there's nothing there. They're not lying about it. Yeah. Well, I don't know about your telescope, yeah, but no. mine, I can't see up close in order mm -hmm. to see smaller lakes. Yeah. Because this planet is made of water. I think it's 70%. Yeah. Earth is made of 70% water. Yeah. So, okay, so from a distance, what are you going to see? You're going to see more blue. Mm -hmm. You're going to see more blue than you are going to see browns. Exactly. But if you were to take all of the water off this planet, what would you see as a, from a distance? You see browns and reds. Browns and reds. That's all you're going to see. Yeah. So, but if you're such a distance away, you can't see the smaller lakes. You mm -hmm. can't see. Them. I mean, when the polar caps melt, yeah. they turn to water now. They yeah. found out it's not just carbon ice; it's water. Right. So if so, this water's got to be going somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. And something's replacing it yeah. in the winter time. That's right. 
It's got a woman. I've said this a long time ago. I've been saying this for years. Yep. And then they popped out and said it. Yep. So, and then, of course, you know, you've got uh, uh, pioneers who've said this before. We've got uh, uh, Richard Hoagland, mm -hmm. uh, J.P. Skipper. Yeah. Uh, they, they said, no, no, you don't understand. We've we got pictures of lakes. Mm -hmm. well, it looks like trees are on the lake. Come on. It's all there. It's all there, man. It's I mean, it's, it's not too far-fetched to believe that there was life, even life like us. Mm -hmm. Maybe, and I, and I even said this, and of course, this is pure speculation. I've said this where maybe we started off as Martians. Very possible. And a couple of scientists have said that. Our psychotic rhythm of the human body mm -hmm. is actually attuned to Mars. This is science, science, science proof, science evidence. It's been documented, it's been peer-reviewed and published. Our psychotic rhythm is actually better for Mars than Earth. Mm -hmm. So that's the sleep pattern of the human body and the cycle with the human body resonates to the planet. It's actually better in terms of the Mars 23.7 hour cycle than the Earth cycle. Hmm. So that was very interesting when I found that out. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Pretty pretty wild. Yeah. And, and like I said, Are I mean, the Martians? <laughs> exactly. And, and there was a couple of scientists. Now I don't know if they're mainstream, of course, because mm -hmm. they, you know, most scientists probably think they're rogue scientists. You know, they're just out of their mind. Yeah. But they're they're just saying, listen, you know, we may have been, you know, Martians in the past, mm -hmm. and that you know we screwed up, made a mistake, and we decided to come to this planet. Yeah. All of it was through panspermia. Mm -hmm. Either way, you know, I like either theory, yeah. and panspermia is actually, I wouldn't say fully accepted, but it is accepted, yeah. um, and it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. So right off the bat, I mean, if life started there and ended up here, mm -hmm. then how do we know that we didn't have what we have here on this planet, houses, vehicles, whatever, that, that wasn't started on Mars, and now we've got it here. Yeah. I mean, listen, one thing I like to talk about is the fact that there's an exploded planet out there, Tiamat, and according to the Enumerialish, Part of Tiamat on its explosion became the Earth. A big chunk of it swung away and came into its orbit and became the Earth. When I see these stories, these incredible stories about pottery being discovered in these um, in these um, mines right. that are so way far down. down that they're millions and 400, 500, 300 million years old, hammers that are 250, 250 million years old, I'm thinking, I don't think these came from Earth. Yeah. I think that this was a part of the they're down there in an area that may have been part of this other planet named Tiamat, and these are relics from another planet when, when we were part of another planet. Right. Nobody's ever really talked about that. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember too, they said something about they found a wall, like a brick wall type thing. I don't mm -hmm. mean like a like when you build a house, but yeah, yeah. it was a brick wall buried in a mine. Yeah. They were dr drilling into this mine, they kept going down, 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 they mm -hmm. went an X amount of feet. Yeah. They ran into this brick wall, literally. Yeah. And they go, wait a minute, this thing was dated back, I don't know how many years ago. Ridiculous numbers, yeah. So, I mean, this is, like, over time, mm -hmm. that you know, uh, dirt and everything just covers yeah. everything, right? Whether it be through uh, uh, some kind of cataclysm, mm -hmm. uh, just nature itself over the yeah. years. I mean, if you were to leave anything alone for X amount of years, it's oh, going to get buried, right? Oh, absolutely. And nature's going to take over, nature's going to outgrow everything, and yeah. so on and so forth. And so I believe that that's what we're seeing on Mars. I think they had a civilization yeah. very similar to ours, mm -hmm. or is it possible that we had, we were on both planets, like we're trying to do now. Mm -hmm. I believe we were. Well, and I believe not only were we on both planets, but reading from reading the uh, the Emerald Tablets and really breaking it down, reading the uh, Sumerian Tablets with the Enuma Elish and the Atra Esses Epic, you discover that we had a concurrent civilization running on both Earth and Mars at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, at one point, we were getting ready to go to war, but why is Mars called the God of War? I believe that a final war did break out, mm -hmm. and this is the War of the Atlanteans, if you want to call them Anunnaki, Atlanteans, whatever you want to call them, but I believe the Atlant Atlantis was not just a ring city. That may have been the capital city for this solar system, but I believe that Atlantis was not only global, because mm -hmm. the evidence of the same architectures all over the Earth, right. but I believe they were also um, throughout this entire unit, throughout this entire solar system. I think that they were uh, planetary. Right, right. So they may not have been intergalactic, I don't know, but I know interplanetary for sure. We're seeing too many of the same type of architecture on different moons and planets. Yep. And we're seeing the same thing on Earth, the same what appear to be intelligent made, intelligently made structures on both places. And a lot of uh, just destroyed, now we, Mars looks like it was hit with a, a very bad pole shift and all the water washed over a lot of stuff. But there's also a lot of stuff that looks like it's been blown up. Mm -hmm. They found the xenon in the atmosphere, weapons yep. grade xenon. So now, big explosions at one time happened. So now we're talking a war. It was uh, Dr. John Brandenburg to come up with that, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, he claimed that there was two uh, in in air mm -hmm. and large explosions. Mm -hmm. One was yeah. larger, was next to the face on Mars. And there was one next to the I think they call it Galaxias, so some kind of weird. There was another area, uh, probably hundreds okay. of miles away, okay. 
but it was a smaller one. Mm -hmm. And they said even the rover has seen it and detected it. Wow. And they had the MRO fly into the lower atmosphere mm -hmm. and sniff the stuff out. That's right, I remember that. They sniffed it yes. out. So well, wait a minute, where are these explosions coming from? Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is crazy. Put the pieces together, people. That's mm -hmm. all you got to do. Yep. Now, I'm not saying you should go like full, you know, uh, sci-fi. Yeah. But if you just pull some of the pieces together, you go, okay, it's kind of looking that way. Mm -hmm. It's not looking like it's not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, to me, it just, you know, I don't know. I think we have life on both planets. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Mars just met with a terrible, you know, yeah. ca catastrophe, whatever it may have been. And maybe we would, you know, because, I mean, even the Mayans say we're in the fifth cycle. That's I believe right. It is. Going to fifth. So, how do we know that it wasn't the very beginning? It was, you know, we had similar to what we, we, we have now. Yeah. But then, of course, it died off, and then we started to rebuild again. But every time we rebuilt, we got better, yeah. more high tech, right. and so on and so forth. Like, we would do, what are we going to look like in another 100 years? Technology here. Are you be, kidding me? It's going to be unbelievable. Crazy. Because we're doing technology by leaps and bounds right now. Yeah. So to me, it's just like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine a cell phone right now would be a joke. Yeah. In 50 years, no, 100 we're coming, years. We're coming. Now we're on DNA storage. Mm -hmm. So they discovered that one gram of DNA, which is enough to put on the tip of your finger, can store 700 terabytes of data. Which is insane. Which is insane. So now they're saying, well, that's just one. So a human body can store all the information that exists in our entire solar system and maybe in the universe. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so these numbers are astronomical. So now they're putting DNA storage into microchips and so forth and making... Nice. So now we're getting to the realm where we can store enough information to do things like um, teleportation. Mm -hmm. The only thing holding back teleportation is storage. Right, right, because there's not, not enough power or not enough memory, whatever, right. yeah. And now we're getting also into the realm of, um, of uh, ships that can go maybe intergalactic or interplanetary at least. Mm -hmm. uh, we're getting into the realm of holographic uh, rooms that um, could be realistic just as if me and you were sitting here. It could be, uh, you know, instead of, you know, you can really tell when you look right now at a, at a hologram. But it could be so realistic that you might even be able to shake a person's hand. Right, right. All these things require data storage. So we're getting into those realms of technology. Like you say, cell phones will be a joke. Oh, yeah. You know, It'll all be in here. All be in your mind. Now you see that I just made a post on my Instagram, Forbidden Knowledge, the other day, where this Harvard student discovered a way to uh, speak to the internet um, with his mind. Right. I've so seen that. Queries the internet for information without talking, and the internet gives him the answer right, to his, right through the bone in the back of his ear. Mm -hmm. So... You don't even know he's getting information. Yeah. Now think about that happening 10,000 years ago to some indigenous people. You walk up, you connected to this high-tech system, and you're getting all this information and, and so forth, and you can answer any question they've got. You look like God. Yeah, exactly. You've now become their God. Mm -hmm. But they think it's magic, but it's just technology. That's all it is. I mean, and like I said, if I lived back in the ancient days, whether it be Egypt or mm -hmm. if I was in India or anything like mm -hmm. that, and something came out of the sky other than a bird, Yeah. They're gods to me. Yeah. That's yeah. all there is to it. I'd be looking like, what is that? Yeah. And I would literally, you know, if people were bowing, I'm sure. Yeah. Everything else, you're a god. Yeah. Whether, you know, now, you know, whether they are actually gods, it just, they're not gods. It's just more, you know, in the future. Yeah. Just more technologically advanced. advanced yeah. and, and that's what it's all about. So, you know, I, I go, it's not far-fetched to believe that these people that they considered gods or poor gods, they weren't gods at all. No, they weren't. In my personal opinion, they weren't gods at all. They're just regular people that had more advanced technology. They had evolved into a, the higher level of technology, integrated technology within the body, mm -hmm. uh, and their clothing was high tech as well. So what may look like a, a healed wound could just be bulletproof material or right. blastproof material or whatever. Uh, you know, all these types of things where they see maybe somebody gets shot and they fall down, but they get right back up. Oh my God, the wound is healed. No, we just had on some Kevlar, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, you know, exactly. They know this stuff. Right, they, they would never know it. They, they would never, never know it. It's like, well, he was he was killed off, but yeah, he got he 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 got back up and walked around. Right. Well, it doesn't mean he was dead. I mean, right. how many how many police officers get shot every day? Exactly. I mean, they get shot, or you know, people who are in the military mm -hmm. or in other countries, they get yeah. shot, but they're allowed to talk about it, right? Right. All because of that Kevlar vest, exactly, or any other stuff that they're using. So mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's anyway, okay. Billy. Absolutely, it's been good to talk to you. I mean, yeah. I, I like coming down here. Every time we <laughs> come down to Florida, we got to just get together and just yeah. uh, just talk about different things because, uh, you know, some people will say, like, you know, anybody who does videos like these are, like, out to lunch or something <laughs> like that. They come up with a crazy thing, but you couldn't yeah. believe how more down-to-earth that he is and myself. I'm just like everybody else, man. Hold on a job. I do all yeah. of that. I mean... We're just normal people, man. It's just that's all it is. I mean, yeah. you know, so... And, and I know a lot of people are the same way. You know, they're into a lot of this. They just find it intriguing. They want to... 
They want to research these photos. Yeah. They want to they want to research anything that had to do with ancient civilizations. Mm -hmm. Does it make them weird? No. Or is it because they want more knowledge? Yeah, man. Just seeking knowledge, man. That's what we're here for. We're here to seek knowledge, you know? Hey, look. The elites are sending probes out and everything all these planets because they want to seek knowledge. That doesn't Why? mean they're weirdos, we right? We should be doing it too. Right. So that's what we're doing. We're trying to find the truth. Now, whether we're off base or not, I know a little detail. That's, yeah. that's fine with me. I don't care. Because it's all about, it's all about getting down to... Uh, the nitty gritty, trying mm -hmm. to find the truth. Yeah, that's what it is, man. And if they're not going to divulge it, we can try to read between the lines to get because people tell me all the time, if you don't believe in NASA, you think they're full of crap. Why would you? Why would you think any of these photos are real? Mm -hmm. Because you got to read between the lines. That's exactly. what I tell them. That's what you got to tell them. They're putting them out there for a reason. Yeah. Well, listen. They don't like have somebody to. told me, you know, the, I, the hurricanes went through Puerto Rico and, and St. Thomas and destroyed a lot of my family and friends' properties out there. And uh, I made a post on Instagram, uh, it was a CNN video about the hurricane and showing the hurricane and some people commented, well, the hurricane, this isn't real because it came from CNN. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Okay, so Hurricane Marie is not real because it came from a CNN image, so, okay. This is what we have to learn, discernment. And we have to learn how to take information from all sources, Right. and we have to, in our mind, digest it and pick out what's real and what's not. Absolutely. All the information coming from all these different channels is not fake. No. Some of it is, but not all of it. You have to find the information that is accurate and is correct by doing research and investigation and put the pieces of the puzzle together. Mm -hmm. You can't simply discard everything you come across just because you think it came from a, a, a mainstream source. Right. Because if that's the case, we won't get anywhere with anything. No. And, not at uh, all. and that means the hurricane never, never even hit. So, I mean. We have to use this a little bit more. We have to use discernment, and we have to really do research and investigation. And we can't just discard stuff just because oh, mainstream doesn't exist. That's not. That's not right. Well, I remember back in the day. I think it was. I think it might have been in the late '90s. They had a, they had a big hurricane that hit uh, Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. and a friend of mine worked with me. He's from. His family's lived in Puerto Rico. There wasn't no way to call these people, wow. but I was able to talk. We were talking earlier about uh, ham radio and stuff yes. like that. I was able to talk to him because at the time I had an HR twenty five hundred mm -hmm. uh, made by President. And I was able to get on the international call frequency, which is 27.555.0. And I got on there, and I was talking to this guy from Puerto Rico. Nice. So I was able to get his number. Mm. I, 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 gave, I said, Andy, what's your number? I'll have yeah. him call him. He was able to call on the island and find that they were okay. But they were hit by people. Go, oh, they weren't fire. Okay. How can you just say that? How can you just blow it off like it's not a big deal? Of course, you know. But, but anyway, guys, just do your own homework. Like I said, I tell people, listen, if you don't want to listen to what I say or any other channel has to say, that's fine. But taking some of it, I promise you, I'm not out to look and to lie about it. Yeah. But, and, and the thing is, you do your own homework and you can put it all together and say, listen, this is what I firmly believe, and there right. you go. Exactly. You gotta do your research. Your own conclusions. That's it, come up with your own conclusions. That's what it's all about. Growth and development. Things that I, that I talked about 10 years ago have now evolved and changed a little bit as I've gotten smarter and learned more myself. We're always learning more and getting and growing, and that's, the, I think, the most important thing. That's what it comes down to, just yeah. research. That's it, man. Anyway, hey man, appreciate, really appreciate it, man. Thank you. It's good. Uh, it's good coming down here and talking. This time we're at his house. Usually, <laughs> usually we, we meet in Naples, right? Yeah, yeah. But this time I said, you know, I'm going to come down here. I've never been down to uh, Fort Lauderdale, so I, you know, I figured I'd come down. And hey man, appreciate check it. Check you out. Man. So, anyway, guys, you guys uh, have a good day. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next video. All right. Hey everyone, this is Billy Carson, also known as Forbidden Knowledge. If you haven't done so, please check out my book, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. It's currently a bestseller on Amazon.com. You can look it up, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets by Billy Carson. In this book, I break down the metaphysical, quantum physics, esoteric wisdom of Thoth the Atlantean. This information was written eons ago, and I've taken my time to break down all of the information in a way that everyone can understand it. So please, check it out. Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. If you're into learning about the true ancient history and ancient civilizations, you have to read my book. Hi, this is Billy Carson, and I want to take a minute to talk to you about my Egyptian mystery school that I teach at Dame Dash Studios in Burbank, California. The first mystery school was an absolute success, and we're looking forward to the second mystery school, December 7th and 8th, 2019. We will also be hosting a mystery school every month and a half. So you can check on ForbiddenKnowledge.com with the number four, ForbiddenKnowledge.com, or check out my Instagram account for updates. The link tree is in my bio to go to the mystery school and you can register for classes there.